Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Praise the Lord. He's so good to us. I want to look at an aspect of the goodness of God uh, to to prepare us in our stand and our walk with Him. And we're going to look at Psalm chapter 56. Psalms chapter 56. Now, I had the privilege of being with you on Wednesday night and uh, ministering about the Lord being our refuge, that He is our defense and our confidence. And we want to continue in that vein. And Psalms 56, we will look first at verse 4. In God, I will praise His word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. I want to recognize that word put in God I have put my trust that's a choice a decision that we make and I'll just tell you it's best to make it in advance before you encounter difficult situations already have in place the decision no matter what I will trust the Lord I believe God Amen? So when things happen that might even catch me off guard, what am I going to do? I will trust in the Lord. When, when a report comes that goes contrary to what the Lord has spoken about my life, what am I going to do? I will trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. It is my response. It is my practiced and rehearsed response. You know, first responders, it's not, it's, it's, not something that they come into any situation unprepared for. Even if it may be that police officer's first time to ever answer a call to a bank robbery. It's not their first time to deal with how am I going to respond to this call when it comes. They walk into that situation with training. They walk in and I've heard testimonies of officers who said when I went in to that it was my very first call for a bank robbery but my training kicked in we are believers we need to train how am I going to respond trust trust this is how I respond I'm going to trust in the Lord we won't lose any ground if we will have that ready and on hand so that we know I don't have to wait for, for 24 hours uh, in uncertainty with words of doubt coming out of my mouth 
and all kinds of opening of doors that I'm doing because of the despair and because of the, the torment, I can from the onset shut the door to the advance of the enemy because I'm going to trust in the Lord. And people can be falling apart all around you. People can be responding in fear all around you. But you can, no, 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 no. I'm, I've been trained for this. That's what we've been doing on Sunday morning. They've been sleeping in, but you've been training. <laughs> they've, been, they've been watching football games, but you've been training. Right? You're in training. I'm knowing how to respond. I'm, I'm going to walk into this situation, and I have been through boot camp. I have been through this scenario, not, and, and, and so I don't have to deal with it from an unprepared perspective. Amen. Hallelujah. When we have in place this decision at the onset, I will trust in the Lord. Said I in God... I have put my trust. And what's the response? I will not fear. Some people deal with fear because they haven't first established that I put my trust in God. If I put my trust in God, by default, I'm refusing fear. By default, I'm setting myself in the opposite direction of the fear flow. Amen? In God, I, will, I, have, put, I have already put my trust... I will not fear. Verse 11, he is restating it. He said, in God, I have put my trust. I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. Hallelujah. In God, I've put my trust. I will not be afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we have the ability... It is possible. It needs to be an objective. I will never be afraid another day in my life. Try it with me. Let's say it together. I will never be afraid another day in my life. It's possible. It is possible for us to live a life 100% fear-free. Every day, every thought... Every word, every emotion, every feeling, I can resist all fear. Fear is not something I have to endure, that I have to participate in. Will everybody a little healthy fear? Not Bible. Not Bible. That's not Bible. There's no healthy fear. There's a respect for God, a respect for His ways, but there is no healthy terror. There's no healthy fear. Fear is something that we are as redeemed, blood-bought children of God, we are capable of resisting all fear and never allowing it to operate again. Amen? It might take some practice. It might take some work. There's a whole lot of renewing of the mind that has to take place for this to work for us. There's a lot of submitting to the Word in areas for that and a whole lot of turning the channel on the TV. So this needs to be an objective that we can say, I trust, I have put my trust in God, I will not fear. I've put my trust in God to the point that I do not fear. Hallelujah. 
Now, if there are areas of fear in your life, don't get under condemnation. Just take that area and work on it. Take that area and address it. Deal with that area of fear. If it's a fear of heights, if it's a fear of spiders, if it, whatever you are encountering, you, you don't allow that fear to have operation. You begin to resist it. You begin to address it. And you can say, you know what? I don't have to play with a spider to not be afraid of it. I don't have to be afraid of it to, to, to you know, that I'm not going to let it crawl up and down my arm. I'm going to put the spider traps out. I'm going to squash it if I see it. But when, when I see it, I'm not going to go, ah! I'm going to say, I'm going to deal with that. Right? I'm going to deal with that. I'm not going to respond out of fear because I put my trust in the Lord. Amen. Wherever Kim is, that was for Kim. She's come a long way. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3. I got an amen from her. Proverbs chapter 3. Let's talk about this trust. Let's look at this trust in God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So trusting in the Lord is a spiritual response. It is something that is done in my spirit or my heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. So that gives us an idea if I'm trusting in the Lord, I'm leaning to Him. Amen. I'm leaning to Him. I'm depending on Him. I'm not leaning to my own understanding. I'm leaning to Him. Hallelujah. So trusting in the Lord is a leaning. Trusting in the Lord is a dependence. We as faith people, we are free. We are, are free from having to, to depend on, on other people. We are, are independent in that way that it's not reliant on uh, other people. But we are 100% God's independent of God grows in you the more you realize leaning towards his way of doing things amen I'm trusting in the Lord with all of my heart and I do not lean to my own understanding so if I'm leaning to my own understanding this verse gives us the indication that leaning to my understanding is the place where I'm not trusting in the Lord That was the issue that God brought up to me when I first got saved and I was, I was, uh, I was uh, trying to get custody of my children back and I needed everything and I didn't have uh, uh, a whole lot of money and I'm trying to, to work a real job for the first time in years and save money and, and get a place and all of this stuff. And, I, and, and so my own understanding was I need this money more than God needs this money. I mean, he's God. He doesn't need my little 10%, but it sure would help me get what I need so I can get my kids back. It sure would help me pay this bill. It sure would help me. So I was leaning to my own understanding. And what was I not doing? I wasn't trusting God that he was able to bless the work of my hands 
And, and, and you know what? As long as I was leaning to my own understanding, I was, I was limited to my own ability. <laughs> but when I saw in the scripture, hey, you know what? That 10% is not, going to, is not going to do everything God wants to do for me in the blessing. I want to honor God, and I began to give, and I even took that 10%, and I said, okay, God, I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to tithe the 10%, and I'm going to give 10% in addition. So I was taking now 20%. The 10, that was the tithe that already belonged to God, and then I was matching that with an offering of 10%, and it was something that the first few times I did it, I did it with fear and trembling. I did it saying, Lord, how am I going to do this? But I just, I, just, I just threw it all on him. Lord, if it's going to happen, it's going to be you anyway. Yeah. And, you know, I needed more than just money. I needed favor. I walked into the courtroom that day, and they had people lined up. And none of those people would have had to lie. They could have all stood flat-footed in front of that judge and told the truth and nothing but the truth, and it would have been very condemning for my situation. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, Lord, I mean, none of the, all, they had people that I had committed crimes with, people I had done drugs with, and they were all going, willing to testify why that judge should not give me my children. So you see, I entered that situation needing more than just what finances could do for me. But when the favor of God started working, the judge said, I don't need to hear from any of those people. They all wasted their gas money and their time coming to court that day. They didn't even get an opportunity to say anything. The judge said, I don't want to hear what any of those people have to say. I want to know, did Michelle pass every drug test I asked of her? Yes, she did. Did Michelle uh, uh, get a letter from her employer saying that she goes to work every day. Yes, she did. Did Michelle get the, the uh, house and get her driver's license reinstated? Yes, she did. And God did all of that. Gave me favor with the job. Gave me favor with to get my driver's license. But see, I needed more than just money. And that's what God says happens when you tithe. He does more than just money. It's the blessing. He says, I'll pour you out blessing. And blessing operates in protection it operates in provision it operates as the favor on our lives so if if i had continued leaning to my own understanding i would have had, i would have disqualified myself from what i needed more than money which was the favor of god so trusting in the lord trusting in the lord with all of your heart and verse 6 gives us another indication of what trusting in the lord is in all your ways, acknowledge Him. What does that mean to acknowledge God in all of your ways? To acknowledge God. Ask Him. Yes, yeah, seek the Lord. Ask Him. In all of your ways, acknowledge. Don't just jump to the conclusion that you know. Uh, remember, not lean into my own understanding. In that situation, what's going to be the situation, the, the best response? Don't just jump to the conclusion that I got this, I got this, I don't need God. I'm God-dependent. I am so God-dependent. The more faith you have, the more you realize how God-dependent you really are. Amen? 
And so here's King David who, uh, when Ziklag was overrun by the Amalekites and the Amalekites took all of his family, all of the children and wives of all of the people fighting with him, all the soldiers, and so here comes David and the soldiers back into to Ziklag and their families are gone. Their, their houses are burned to the ground. They're, they're distraught. All of his soldiers are ready to stone him just out of the pain in their heart for the loss that they're looking at. And, and you would think, you know, hey, everybody, come on, get on your horse, let's go. But he didn't say that. He inquired of the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. Hallelujah. He inquired of the Lord. Do I pursue? Do I? Is that what you want me to do? Do you want me to pursue? And then God responded. Pursue, overtake, and recover all. Now, he not only has a good idea... He has God's instruction. I have a word that will motivate. Did Peter step out on a word from Jesus? What was holding him up? The word Jesus spoke. So David has a word. Pursue. Overtake. And I'm not just, I'm just not grasping at straws here. I am recovering all. That's what God's doing. He is the motivation in my pursuit. He, it is His word that I'm acting on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you had thought after a few times, every time that he went to the Lord, and Lord, do I do this, that he would say, you know, I know what the Lord is going to say. But we see in his interaction with God, he was in a certain place, and King Saul was coming to that place. He got news of it. And, and all of the people in that city had been very welcoming of him and his soldiers. And they had shown them honor and they had shown them respect. But he gets news that the king, Saul, king Saul's coming. And he goes to the Lord and he says, Lord, do I need to leave? And the Lord said, yes, you need to leave because they're going to turn on you. If he would have just looked at the situation and what he saw, hey, they've been good to us. They've been showing us honor. They've been, you know, having parades for us and all this great, great display of how, how great they think we are. If, they, if he would have just assumed that he knew what God would want him to do. But he didn't. He learned to seek the Lord and he said, Lord, do you want me to leave? And God said, I want you to leave here because they're going to turn on you. Because God knows what's in the hearts of people. God knows what's behind the scenes about a situation that you don't know. And so trusting in the Lord means that I bring things to him, that I talk to him about things, that I, I, I lay out decisions in my life. That's why one of the things that I so respect about my husband and, and it's something that we've learned, is that he's not rash in decision-making. He's not quick to change things and make um, impulse decisions. And I encourage you, if, impulse, if, you've, if you are a person who is impulsive 
in decisions about your life. Take that before the Lord. Because you want to be in every decision in a place where you can hear God warn you. You want to be in a place, if you jump out there and make it before you even give him time to talk to you about it. And the more that you'll learn to bring it to him and acknowledge him and say, Lord, what do you think about this? I heard Keith Moore tell a story about certain investments that were taking place in Tulsa during a time that he was there at Ramah. And he said people that he had great respect for, people that he knew were, were wisdom uh, operating type of people had invested in this opportunity. And so he said just because of how other people were responding to it and it looked like it was a very established, above board type of investment, he said, I made the appointment. I went and got the money out of the bank. I was going to meet with that person to give this investment. And he said, the morning of the day that I was scheduled to meet with that person, I realized I haven't asked God about this at all. And so I brought it up in prayer and said, Lord, I'm planning to invest in this. What do you say about it? What do you think about it? And the Lord said, I have not given you any indication to trust that person. And so he canceled the appointment. And a few months later, it fell apart and all the people who had invested money in it lost their investments. But because he acknowledged the Lord, trusting God to lead him in that situation and not what it looked like, not the opportunity that it appeared to be, he acknowledged the Lord and that's a way that we trust God. We trust God by acknowledging Him in all. The original language also means to straighten. He'll unbend it. But if we don't acknowledge Him, we might get stuck in the twist. If we don't acknowledge Him and just run headlong into that situation, then, then praise God for His mercy. But I'd rather have His wisdom in advance than to have to get His mercy after the fact. I'll take his mercy after the fact, but I'd prefer the wisdom that redeems me from the, the, the difficulty. Amen? So this is part of trusting in God. Psalm 112. Psalm 112, let's look at verse 6. Psalm 112 speaks of the righteous. It says here in verse Six, surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. If I'm trusting in advance, I'm anchored. That word fixed is talking about an anchoring, an establishing. I'm, I'm not easily moved. I'm not easily swayed. I'm not going to be lost in the storm. I'm anchored. Amen? I'm anchored. Nothing's going to blow me off track. I'm anchored. It says that evil tidings 
don't cause fear when we're trusting in the Lord. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Why? His heart is already trusting in the Lord. Glory to God. Verse 8 says, his heart is established. He shall not be afraid. So we see the word established and the word fixed connected with the revealing the result of trusting in the Lord. It causes me to be established. Hallelujah. Fixed. I won't be moved. I won't be, I won't be scattered. I won't be, I won't be shifted. I'm not going to go through a situation and come out with a new point of view where God's concerned. I'm not going to come out with a new philosophy. I'm not going to come out with a, a new doctrine. No, my heart is fixed. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm trusting in the Lord. And so an evil report comes, doesn't move me. I'm still trusting in the Lord. If that evil report it doesn't have the ability to, to change me if I don't accept it. Amen? God can rescue me from that evil report. God can change that report. Hallelujah. And how do we, in advance, establish ourselves? Trusting in the Lord. Amen? So... The Young's Living Translation says this, when it says the heart is firmly fixed, it says prepared is his heart. Prepared. That's something we do in advance. We prepare. Prepare. Pre-beforehand, make the, the arrangements. And so trusting is something I choose now. And I establish as my response now. Hallelujah. Prepared is his heart. Psalm 57. Psalm 57, verse 7. My heart is fixed. Again, this word is prepared. My heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed, prepared. I will sing and give praise. That's an evidence of trust. Evidence of a fixed trusting heart is the outflow of praise hallelujah when in the previous chapter chapter 56 it says we we were using that one uh, in verse 4 look back at verse 3 of that same chapter what time i am afraid i will trust in you in god i will praise his word do you see the progression when the opportunity comes for fear i'm going to trust in the lord and, and praise will be my outflow. I will praise his word. Hallelujah. When Psalm chapter 5 verse 11. I'm just going to pop through these. Because I want you to see that the, the evidence or the outflow of that trust is going to be realized in your, your praise to God. Psalm 5:11. Let all those who put their trust in you. What do we do? Rejoice. All those who put their trust in you rejoice. What else do we do? Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Well, you wouldn't do that if you weren't trusting in him. But if you're trusting in him, I might as well shout because he defends me. Hallelujah. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let also 
them that love your name be joyful in you. So that's our response. Hallelujah. That is the way that we respond. We trust in you, therefore we rejoice and shout for joy. Psalm 32 and verse 10. Psalm 32, 10. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Do you see? Mercy, those who trust in the Lord, we're surrounded with mercy, so be glad. Be glad and rejoice and shout. So that, that indicator that I'm trusting in the Lord is, is recognizable in my praise. That praise is revealing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To all of my surroundings, to all who are watching, to all who can hear me, I will trust. In the Lord, I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. Woo, you know that song too. Hallelujah. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord till I die. Hallelujah. I will trust in Him. Hallelujah. Mercy is compassing me. So just be glad. Just be glad. Amen. Glory to God. Our trust in God is something that we develop. You know, I've been married to uh, Pastor Steele 29 years this year. 29 years this month. We're just a few days away from our anniversary. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you, I, I trust him in a way today that I didn't when we first got. I trusted him. I thought I'd trust him. I love him. But I know him in a way. I know his character. I know I've lived with him. I've watched him. I've watched his walk with God. I've watched his prayer life. I've watched him in his integrity. And, and you, couldn't, you couldn't beat me and make me say my husband would lie to me. You couldn't convince me. You couldn't beat me and threaten me and, 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 and convince me to say my husband, I know him. I trust him in a way that it, there's just nothing that compares to that relationship trust. That's where we are with God. The more we walk with him, the more we see how true he is to his word, the more we see his character. You know, a lot of times people don't trust in God because they've never met a person with integrity. They've lived a life where people have lied to them. Family members have, have cheated them. They've been, uh, uh, you know, let down. 
by people that should have been trustworthy people. And so they, they set up this self-preservation mode. I'm not going to trust anybody. You better learn to trust God. And the, way, the best way to learn to trust God is to know Him by His Word, His character. So I want to talk a little bit about part of the, the character issues with God, the character aspects of God that should allow us this unhindered trust in Him. First of all, I want to talk about God's integrity. And the word integrity means the entire unimpaired state of anything particularly of the mind, it also means moral soundness or purity. Incorruptness. I think that's a, way, a, good, a good way to look at it. Incorruptness.